1: Good evening, everybody. Hope you're doing well. We're back uh, in action after the bye week. Uh, we took a week off just like the Elks did, but we are back tonight for the Elks this week here on 630. Chad, appreciate you being with us. Uh, we'll return to the airwaves with some football action as the Elks return to the football field. That will happen on Friday night from Toronto as the Elks play the Toronto Argonauts, the defending Grey Cup champions. The Argos, of course, are home and cooled in the East. They're 12-2. and uh, They're right now best team in Canadian Football they you can't argue that. Uh, they're also 7-0 and at home this year at BMO Field. So it's uh, certainly a steep hill to climb for the Elks. But... Really, when you think about it, that's been the whole season, has it? When you start 0-9, everything's a steep hill to climb. Uh, They're trying to climb out of it. It's a must-win this week, and a lot more on that uh, coming up uh, later on. The Argos, big celebration plan for Friday night, too, uh, this week. In fact, I think tomorrow is the actual anniversary date back in the 1800s. 150 years ago, uh, the Toronto Argonaut franchise was formed, and they'll be celebrating that uh, this week in Toronto. Uh, They have some festivities that will begin tomorrow and carry right through until game time. Now, because of all that, even though they're, as I mentioned, home and cooled in the CFL East, Elks coach Chris Jones expects the Argos' best lineup for the game on Friday.
0: Well, you got to fully expect that you're going to see the full boat. I mean, it's the 150th anniversary or whatever it is over there, and I mean, I expect them to try to try to do as good a job as they can and have a good as good a look. And they didn't play their guy last week, so I would assume we'll get their starting quarterback.
1: Looks like it's going to be great weather in Toronto uh, this week uh, until game time. Uh, 26, 25, 29 degrees uh, in Toronto right now. In the next uh, three days, Friday though for game time. 21 with a 70% chance of rain, so it could be a slick field, grass field uh, in Toronto. Of course, at BMO, so it could be a slick field, which could present problems. I was talking with Dean Faithful today, the Elks uh, place kicker. Uh, he went out during the bye week. And he did some kicking on grass because he hasn't done it for a long, long time and he knew he was going to. And uh, he did some kicking on grass just to kind of get the feel of it again. And uh, he uh, he said he'll be ready for that come Friday night in Toronto when the Elks play uh, the Toronto Argonauts. Man, the Argos are pulling out all the stops for Doug F- uh, for this uh, uh, holiday uh, of theirs. 150th anniversary. Some of the best players ever. Uh, Doug Flutie's going to be there. Rocket Ishmael is going to be there. And you know what? Uh, indulge me, please. My first ever favorite CFL player player, Condridge Holloway, will also be at the football game coming up on uh, Friday night in Toronto. Now, a reminder for you, the game, uh, Friday, will be heard on Kissing Country, 103.9 FM. Uh, we'll begin our coverage uh, from Toronto at 3.30 with the countdown to kickoff. Game time for the Elks and the Argos is at 5 o'clock. The Elks have uh, been back to work for a few days after the bye week, and uh, they'll put the finishing touches on their prep tomorrow before traveling to Toronto. Now, as far as the playoffs go, here's the situation. It's kind of a Lloyd Christmas thing. You know, When we're you're saying there's a chance, right? Uh, yeah, there's a chance but man it's very very slim Uh, the Elks uh, need seven games to fall their way in the final three weeks of the regular season that includes winning every single one of their games the Elks are in Toronto then home to Montreal then in Winnipeg to wrap it up Uh, they also need Saskatchewan to lose all their games and they need Calgary to lose a game as well Calgary at best can go two and one in their final uh, three games of the season but one of the two wins, of course, has to be over to Saskatchewan. So uh, the chances are, are kind of slim, but the Oaks are going to keep uh, plowing away and keep grinding away at it. Uh, here's Trey Ford talking about that.
2: Yeah, 100. percent I mean, I hope all the guys are feeling that way too. Like, we do have opportunity to get in the playoffs. I know we need things to happen, you know, and it's not great odds. But, um, like I said, you know, two weeks ago, we gotta control what we control and try to try to get a win.
1: And getting a win—that's the most important thing. Defensive lineman Jake Ceresna says uh, we just gotta look after our own business. The one thing I always say is just just control what you
0: can control. You know, you can't control the outside stuff, and, and worrying about that will just take you off from your goal. You know, we have to win out, and we have to win Friday, most importantly. So, I think all of our attention just be on winning Friday, and then and then well, however it plays out, it plays out. But we should yeah. just focus on our job. And then, you know, hopefully the universe aligns right and, and does us a favor.
1: So bottom line, does, don't worry about what everybody else does. Uh, make them earn it by winning your games. Win your games and finish up strong. Here's Geno Lewis.
0: Obviously, you want to know that you still have a chance. But either way, um, you know, you got to you gotta have a sense of urgency for yourself. Uh, you know, what you plan playing for. You know, f- play for your organization, play for your team, and, and, and just play to win. Like, all we can do right now is wear about ourselves. There's so much stuff that, you know, that can happen and all this and that, but we just got to worry about winning our game
1: just win your game. That's what uh, is the most important thing. Coach Chris Jones did say today as well he liked the week of prep so far Uh, says the team came back strong and looked well rested uh, and ready to go after a week off. Uh, Jones is going to have to make some changes uh, not at center though which is uh, good news Mark Cordy was back at practice today after taking a uh, couple of days off uh, due to injury assuming he'll be good to go on Friday. All the other injuries are on the defensive side of the football that you have to worry about Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes there uh, both both Scott Hutter and Marcus Lewis got hurt in the BC game a couple weeks back. Sounds like they're both done for the year. Uh, last Friday, uh, something wasn't right with Jamin Pelley, uh, the big defensive lineman, uh, got himself checked out, turned out. He had appendicitis. He had his appendix removed on Friday. Can't expect him to be back in the final three as well, but we'll see at least at, at the earliest for the final game of the season. Also, uh, we haven't seen middle linebacker Niles Morgan this week as well, uh, listed on the injury report with a hamstring injury. So Tony Jones will uh, move over, and looks like he'll start in that position. There is some good news, though. There's some returning players, and I, I talked with with Reed a few moments ago. Enoch Makanza is going to return. He'll play uh, and start at Sam Linebacker for the Elks. He hasn't played since uh, the third game of the season back in, uh, in late June against the, the Toronto Argonauts here at uh, Commonwealth Stadium. So he will return and is excited to do so. And a couple of special teamers will be back as well, which is good because of Scott Hutter's injury and him being out of the lineup. Jordan Reeves overturned and uh, Jeremy Dominique will also be back. Good special teamers for the Elks who have been on the six game injured list. And uh, practicing today and looking like he could slot in was defensive lineman uh, Daniel as well, who's been out on the six-game injured list also. So uh, there's the situation for the Elks and their injuries as they get set to head to Toronto on Thursday. I mentioned earlier Marcus Lewis uh, was out. He, of course, is the cornerback. Big loss. Uh, He's had a really good season for the Elks. He leads them in interceptions with four, and has been one of their better defensive backs in that group of rookie defensive backs. He's really stood up. Uh, He'll be replaced by Donovan Olumba in the game. That's a name you might remember. He played the final two games of Last year, had an interception in uh, one of the games against the BC Lions, I believe, in the final game. Uh, but uh, and then kind of worked his way into being a part of the a part of the puzzle moving forward into this year. He's been around all season, but he hasn't played or practiced with the team because just before camp started, he suffered a pec injury, and uh, he hasn't played or or uh, or, or uh, been practicing with the team until just a couple of weeks ago. He's fully recovered now, and he is good to go for the game on Friday, and he will step in. Uh, in Marcus Lewis spots on the corner. Uh, I talked with Olumba this week about coming back and finally getting a chance to play again and coming back with so much on the line with the team being in a position to have to win out to keep their chances alive for the playoffs.
2: The only thing that we're focused on in the locker room and as a team is on Friday. We just have to take care of business Friday. Um, every play, just keep on executing just Friday. We take business there. We take care of business there. It's the next game. We can't, you can't think too far ahead because we don't have that far ahead. We just, have the, we just have the next game. So that's just what we're focused on.
1: Win your game, that's all you can do, right? And then I guess you sit back, win Friday, sit back Saturday and watch and see. Pray and
2: hope. That's the only thing you can do is pray and hope. But if you don't handle business, shoot. You could you know, what's, what's praying and hoping for if you don't handle your side of the deal? So we've been very um, – We've been very on each other with, okay, get in the firm room. Like this, this is the game. Like you know, we already know all the hoopla with them. Top team in the league. You know, their anniversary. They're trying to bring all their guys. So, you know, we want to spoil that. So, we're working towards that. Everybody in this, in the, everybody in the locker room and in the building, we 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 have belief. So, we know.
1: As memory serves, this is about the time you came in last year, right? Uh, I think you played two games at the end of last season, so you're coming in. You're coming back in now, healthy with a little bit of experience. How much did playing those two games at the end of last year help you as you come in at the end of this year?
2: Oh, yeah, it definitely helped. um, Learning like the tempo, um, the tempo of the game. Um, Learning like the spacing, how quarterbacks like to look, what side of the fields they like to attack. Um, Being away, you know, it was hard, but but I'm really focused on getting mental reps, like like because Marcus and Kai have done a great job like just keeping up the same standard that they keeping up so it's just the same standard obviously we were a young um, DB group at the end of the year but we're growing and we're growing together and as you can see we're, we're starting to get on a roll and it's just keep on stacking the block stacking the block so I, I just came I'm, I just came I can't help us I mean not help us I'm not gonna let us down so that's just really what I'm focused on
1: you've worked hard to get back into this position uh, is there what's the mix between excitement and nervousness as you go into this
2: week both like last week I was thinking like I mean when when I was told like or oh, you're gonna be um, up to play shoe last week it's okay like I'm um, I mean, like you always get that nervousness for a game or anytime I'm trying to play but um, like I, I was really just excited because I've been training like I came here in the offseason February to train to give back to do the right thing so now it's like I'm ready and and it's against like one of the top teams in the league I'm ready like you already know I'm I'm ready to uh, to show my a i'm ready to give back like i know like our our city has been looking for our team and has been looking for us to win and i'm, I'm just ready i'm just here to fight for our team and for our city so this is what i'm excited for
1: donovan olumba defensive back he'll start his first game of the season uh, play his first game of the season friday night in toronto for the Elks. as i mentioned you'll remember him played the last couple of games last year played pretty well i was excited to see him in training camp but that pec injury in just before camp started uh he on the retired list, got the shoulder fixed, the pec muscle fixed, and uh, committed to Edmonton. Like He moved to Edmonton in February last year, worked out here all through the winter, and uh, then went home briefly after the injury, but came back and has been here uh, and been watching the games and has been a part of the community ever since, waiting for his chance to get back into the lineup. Uh, They put him on the retired list uh, until uh, he got healthy, and then they moved him now to the practice roster, and he'll be on the active roster for the game on Friday. Looking forward to seeing him play. When we come back, as we take a break now, uh, Elks running back uh, coach uh, uh, is going to join us. Uh, Jordan Lennon will be by. Uh, He has made a move from uh, the press box to the sidelines. It's been enjoyable for him, and uh, we'll talk about that when we come back with uh, Jordan Lennon, the Elks running back coach. My name is Morley Scott. You're listening to The Elks This Week on the voice of the Elks 630 Chat.
0: Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks.
1: 630 Chan. Okay, here's the deal this week for live sports on 6.30, Ched. Tomorrow night, we've got the Oilers and the Calgary Flames, 5.30 for the Face Off show. That's a 7 o'clock start. Also, 7 o'clock start on Friday night for the Oilers in their final preseason game. That will be uh, at Rogers Place as well against the Seattle Crack, and that'll be uh, on 6.30 Ched. And while that's happening on 6.30 Ched, us uh, football people will be over on uh, Kissing Country, 103.9 FM, and we'll have the Edmonton Elks and the Toronto Argonauts for you from Toronto. It'll be a 3.30 start uh, for the countdown to Kickoff, and then uh, we'll have uh, the kickoff itself shortly after five in the afternoon on Friday. Toronto, nothing game for them. Uh, they're 12 and two. They're going to finish first in the East. They're going to get the bye to the Eastern Final and play either uh, Montreal or Hamilton in that game. And uh, nothing on the line for them. All obviously everything's on the line for the Edmonton Alex. If they lose, they're officially eliminated. If they win, they then have to fly home and watch the games the next night to stay alive and hope Saskatchewan loses their game uh, to Hamilton they're playing, right? So uh, that's the situation uh, for the Elks but as they've been saying all along, just look after our own business and win our own game. Uh, Hamilton, by the way, had uh, Bo Levi Mitchell at practice and uh, working with the first team a little bit today, so uh, that's a development for the Tiger Cats as they move forward. Alright, uh, Elks uh, running backs coach uh, Jordan Lennon uh, He, he was, he's a young guy, new on the staff, on, on this group of staff last year he came uh, with Chris Jones and uh, and uh, got hired last year uh Canadian kid uh and has uh, done a gr- really good job as running backs coach his role changed though when they made the the move uh after uh, the first bye week when they, they 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 changed quarterbacks and they changed offensive coordinators he was up until that point working with the coaching staff in the booth upstairs as and as you'll hear in a moment in the booth that's next to our booth at Commonwealth Stadium but now he's moved downstairs and he is working uh on the sidelines uh, with Chris Jones and with the offensive coaches that are on the sidelines and and helping players at that point. I talked to Jordan Lennon this week about the move and how much he's enjoyed moving from uh, up in the press box to right down in the action.
0: I think it's a lot different I think you know being on the field there's a little bit more you know you have a little bit more nuance and understanding of kind of situational football you see it a little bit better in my opinion um, I think for me the biggest reason I'm down on the field is to help with personnel and making sure that we're getting the right guys on and off the field so uh, I think it's been good for me in that regard and being able to make sure we got the right guys but also in real time being able to make corrections with the tailbacks uh, and even with ours and, and with the fullbacks as well so for me it's a lot more hands-on a lot more being able to get through things you know series by series as opposed to when I had to do it in the box you know I'd have to phone down. Sometimes we're, you know, quick on, quick off, so it doesn't happen as quickly. Um, so I feel like I get a little bit more opportunity to kind of work with our guys hand in hand and give them a little bit more, you know, feedback in real time.
1: Yeah, I imagine for the player, getting you talking to him as he walks off the field,
0: right. it sinks in faster, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've had a little bit better relationship with, you know, more specifically with, uh, with Kevin Brown, you know, being able to talk through some of the things in real time, make corrections on the fly, um, some things that, you know, we've seen in the past, but we don't get a chance of correcting the game. So, you know, what we see on film now translates and then the corrections can happen in real time as well.
1: Okay, be honest with me now. It's a pretty easy game from up top, is it not?
0: Yeah, for, for up top, I think it's a little easier to see the game. I think it's easier to see and kind of understand what's going on and also try to see your opponent, right, know what they're doing, how to match personnel, things like that. So yeah. it's definitely a little bit easier up top,
1: but I enjoy being on the field and being in the trenches. I, I think it's also maybe more frustrating up top, too. I know our booth is beside your booth a lot of times, and we hear a lot of table banging and a lot of window banging up there sometimes and some screaming when things go wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, up there, you feel like you're a little bit less in control, right? When you're in the box, it's a little tougher to make sure that you're making those same corrections and being able to kind of communicate, right? Sometimes you want to get your point across or talk to a guy, but things happen, series changes, you know, turnovers, things like that. So when you're in the box, you don't have that freedom. When you're on the field, you can kind of, you know, find a way to get your communications c- across.
1: You mentioned Kevin Brown. It seems to me your move downstairs kind of coincides with his explosion this season, uh, how the yards he's put up. Is there anything to that in your mind? And just talk about what he's done to become a totally different runner than he was at the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to
0: take responsibility or credit for it he's done it I mean he's got some great god given ability I think what's happened is we've been able to communicate things in real time so that's allowed him to play a little bit faster but also makes the corrections that are necessary in a game that maybe we didn't make prior you know I mean I think the other part too is Kevin's been a lot better with his you know approach to things you know we told him we're going to give him a lot more touches he's going to have a heavier workload but he's got to be able to take that responsibility and you know run with it so he's been better with the film he's been better with the corrections he's made fewer mistakes so I think it's it's coincided a little bit but I don't want to take away from what he's done man he's a, a magnificent player doing a great thing
1: and the threat of Trey Ford running obviously makes him a better running back too, right? Absolutely.
0: I mean, to have to prepare for those guys, uh, you know, as a former defensive guy, I mean, that's a nightmare. You know, I think that that's one thing that's helped us is they're both dynamic, they're both explosive players, and I think they both have the ability to, you know, be a game
1: breaker at any given point. Uh, Chris Jones said back when the changes were made that he wanted to become a run first team, and he, you guys have really followed through with that, and that's a big reason why things have turned around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I applaud Coach for, you know, his commitment to the run, and I think us as a staff, offensively too, we kind of shifted our mindset. We want to be more physical up front. We've done that. We want to run the ball. We've done that. We want to get Kevin more touches. We've done that. So I think we're seeing the progression and the evolution of our offense because of that you know, investment and that belief from Coach Jones. O-line gets some credit too, right? Awesome Absolutely. Thing. Those guys have been phenomenal up front. I mean, like I said, you know, the physicality across the league has been noticed. Um, and I think more importantly in our room and our building, you see how we approach games now. You see the tenacity. You see the tenaciousness of the, all those guys up front. and you know, Hats off to all five of those guys, all six of those guys. They've done a great job all year long.
1: And that's Elks uh, running back's coach, uh, Jordan Lennon. We're talking about the numbers for Kevin Brown since uh, especially since Jordan moved down and as you heard he didn't take credit for it but obviously it's got to be a part of it because it it all happened at the same time with the change at quarterback and with the change uh, in OC with Jarius Jackson calling the plays as offensive coordinator Uh, Chris Jones said he wants to be a run first team at that point and it really has come to fruition here's the numbers on Kevin Brown last seven games 591 yards Uh, he's had two games where he's hit personal best those were in back-to-back games the Labor Day rematch. Match game, 143 yards. Then in Saskatchewan, 175 yards rushing in that game. Uh, he's averaging 84 yards a game over the last seven games. Those are big numbers. Uh, the only downspout is uh, the last game against the BC Lions. Uh, just six carries, 18 yards. BC really shut down the Elks' running game. Uh, Trey Ford, of course, got bogged down as well, and he didn't produce like he had been producing on the ground, so uh, yeah, uh, BC, it's, it's funny too when you look at it, BC did that in their last game against uh, the Elks, go back to that game in July, which preceded all the changes, and in that game, Kevin Brown ran five times for just five yards, so BC certainly has his number, and uh, they'll be looking at that and ways to get around that in the future, so that's the situation with Jordan Lennon, uh, moving downstairs now to work on the sidelines uh, with the Elks. Elks will be a in Toronto uh, coming up for the game on Friday. And as I mentioned, big game for them. Not such a big game for Toronto except for the celebration around it as they celebrate the 150th anniversary of uh, the franchise. Uh, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff and 5 o'clock is game time. The Elks and the Argos on Friday from Toronto. You will hear the game on Kissing Country 103.9. Uh, also, uh, get you uh, up to date on the uh, the baseball playoffs, which are uh, going on tonight. Uh, Blue Jays lost their game this afternoon, so they start this uh, best-of-three series in a hole. All three games are going to be played in Minnesota. The Twins won today by a score of 3-1. to They'll play tomorrow, and if the Jays win tomorrow, they'll also play on Thursday. The other afternoon game today, 4 nothing. The Texas Rangers win in Tampa Bay over the Rays, so they take a 1-0 uh, series lead. Uh, the Phillies uh, are leading the Marlins right now, 3 nothing in Philadelphia. That's in the seventh inning of play, and uh, in the seventh as well, it is uh, the Diamondbacks leading the Brewers by a score of 4-3. to three. So there's uh, your update on uh, the baseball playoffs, which are going on now. Uh, man, it's such a great time of year, isn't it? The hockey's about to start. The baseball playoffs are here. The NFL is in full swing. It's crunch time in the CFL with the playoffs uh, coming up in the next month. Uh, so much going on right now in the world of sports. Don't forget, Elks and the Argos will uh, be in your ears uh, in stereo on FM on Friday night. Uh, it will be uh, from Toronto. The Elks and the Argos on uh, uh, Kissing Country 103.9 FM 3:30 for the countdown to kick off. Five o'clock it is game time uh, for the uh, Elks with four wins against the Argos, who are 12 and two. By the way, if the Elks can beat the Argos, it will assure that the 1989 Edmonton football team will keep the record 16 and two as the best record ever in the CFL. So that's a little sidebar maybe going on as the, the new the new Edmonton team can maybe help out the old Edmonton team and keep their playoff hopes alive. Our Thanks to the birthday boy, Ke- uh, Kellen Kennedy, uh, for uh, uh, operating things back in the studio today at 6.30 Chet as our technical producer. Also, thanks to uh, Elks running backs coach, Jordan Lennon, and defensive back uh, Donovan Olumba, who joined us tonight. If you missed any of that, it'll be up online. You can catch the podcast coming up shortly. Thanks, everybody. I will talk to you tomorrow morning uh, on This Morning with Stacy and Daryl on 6.30 Chet.